Welcome to That Was The News There Was. Interesting, really. There's one major story which we're going to cover. Of course, Helen Bates versus the Post Office. But I have one more story to tell you. That's different, but still... I think it has to do with the same thing. And finally, I want to tell you about a superhero who's appeared. Amazing fellow. And the word you can ask is reality check. There are two words, yes. I'm taking liberties nowadays. The first one I saw in a little article. It wasn't a very big article, but I thought, this isn't real. A bank manager, and actually stays a £700,000 bank chief, says it's easy. And I wondered what was easy. And this fellow turned around and said, it's easy to buy a house. All you've got to do is save. Isn't that remarkable? What a credible bit of advice that you have to save. Now, I never thought about that. Um person I actually no longer talk to said to me one day, uh, he's, this, this is the person I've mentioned before, is into money totally. He says, Ian, I've managed to save £15,000 in this past year. Funny thing is, he has three businesses. All I have is my pension. And so it's difficult to say, I have no income as such. Maybe I should become a £700,000 bank chief and see if I can save. Damn. When you have lots of money, and I know this to be a fact, because I've known a few people who have been wealthy in my time. The bank's actually running over to hand you money. When you're poor, the banks don't want to know you. The story is, of course, is that when the banks were going to the wall a few years ago, and it was some major banks that were that, they went to the government for help. Of course, the government helped them. Yeah, probably billions of pounds. And a few years later, they turned around to the bank and said, why don't you relax your rules about mortgages and give out more loans? And the bank's reply to that is, we're not a charity. Well, who came with a cap in hand? Because they knew they might not be existing. This one might be totally different if the government hadn't stepped in. This would be maybe the same thing as America in 1929, where they had a crisis and several people committed suicide terrible isn't it reality check now the main story I want to talk about is Alan Bates versus the post office I see some people really really uh, I watched a couple of things on I follow a couple of podcasts and I think really they've done it to death but I'm going to give you the facts 
I didn't talk about it. And I, I discovered it by accident. I was bored one night. I think last Sunday it was. And I seen this thing, you know, I got ITVX. I've even paid for the extra because I've got brick box in it. Which means I've got lots of stuff there. It's worth it to me. Ten times better than Netflix, I think. Um, find stuff, and there was this thing saying, Alan Bates was supposed to. I thought, oh, what's this about? So I started watching it. At first, I thought it was a piece of fiction. Then I saw this, these are true stories, just the usual thing. Names have been changed to protect the innocent. Well, and the story briefly is in 1999, the post office, who are, who are government owned, probably one of the last ones now, a government owned facility, had paid Fujitsu. Over the years, uh, totaling £59 million for a bit of software that goes into the sub-post offices to help them with their accounting and everything. And you see this scene, this woman phoned the helpline. You ever phoned the helpline? I, I haven't had to, normally. I'm pretty good with computers. And she says, well, my it's showing £3,000 short, but on paper I'm not. Oh, no. Do this, do this, do this, press this button, and it did. Well, she pressed the button, her debt went for 3000 9000 And she said, audit's in, and she thought, oh, terrific, it can help us. No, you have to pay back that money, and we're closing the post office down. And she was told, you're the only person affected by it, so it must be you. Well, at one point, you see about... The meeting in this little place in middle England. 500 people turned up, the only people. 500 only people. It ran into thousands after a while. Uh, meanwhile, the CEO just said, yeah, let's get you know, rid of them. What is interesting about the poster, I didn't know this, is that they do their own investigations, they have their own lawyers, the CPS, the Crown Prosecution Service, have nothing to do with them. One thing, Starmer, when he was in charge, why did you do anything? Well, Suella Bradman was in the same position. Why did she do anything? So I don't, I think that it was, a government was aware of it, but all this outcry came out because of this programme. It was very well done, I will say. Very well done. The acting was brilliant, but all the actors, you know. Um, and we were saying, what can be done? What can be done? Actually, you saw one scene in the court where several people, uh, one person went to jail. Several people went to jail. They were imprisoned. Some people lost their lives, committed suicide. Other people waiting for this. And remember, this is 2024 now. So it's all 25 years, say. Even 24 years would be a long time. But at one point, they were told by a judge, 
that it was the post office's fault. They had a fascinating scene at one point. I thought this was interesting. Is there's a person, a couple of people from Fujitsu who said, yes, we have a back door. Back door in computer terms mean they can access your system. And uh, we can change things around. He said, can you alter figures? Yes, we can. Why? A lot of communities. I'll share you a story. When I was a betting shop manager, not many people know this. I suspected it. Uh, these machines that are in the uh, betting shop take thousands. I remember we had three little ones, on, uh, wall-mounted ones, and I'd be at the end of the day maybe six, seven thousand pounds. Of course, we pay out money. But I think the proportion of paying out money, I, I reckon, was minimal. Um, I remember when I was in a smaller shop on a Sunday. And above the, I had one machine there in the shop. It was small. And above it was a screen. At that time, you only had roulette. It was only roulette wheel, and I saw it freeze. And he comes up to me and says, I reckon I won. Because you found out I won because the machine stopped. I did that. I was told, no, he hadn't won. I thought, how do they know? Yeah, um, I thought I'd just say they don't know. The machine's frozen, maybe giving me state money better for that, for, for that, uh, ticket thing. You put in about three, four hundred quid. I thought nothing about it after that, you know. Or the, the headache is, in those days, you had, it wasn't like, you know, you got 50 quid, you divide it by 20 and all that. It was what they call a point system. And it was very complicated, I think. But it could have been made easier. And on my day off, I was in Bethnal Green Road in London, walking down there, and I, I do like a bit. I've had my bit, but I thought, I walked near a corals, and I remember there was a manager there who I knew fairly well. I thought, I'd see how it's going. We talk about the usual important things of life, football. He happened to be a West Ham supporter. And I walked in, I saw he wasn't there, so I said to the cashier, I said, tell the man from the tower to pop in there, see him sometime. And this suited guy was sitting in, he was standing in the, the shop part, saying, oh, you work for the tower, how's the machines doing? I said, doing fairly well, because it's an unusual question. He said, I'm the machines manager for Corals. And then he started telling me about a shop in Wembley. He didn't take any actual bets, but all their business was done on the machines. And I know that when I left in two, uh, 2005, 60% of the business could be machines. Now I reckon it's more. Uh, I go to a local shop here, I might be the only one doing a bet sometimes. 
it's a sad state of affairs. But he then said to me, it said something that I thought was unusual. I thought, I think he thought I knew all about this. He says, yeah, yeah, we got this shops, and if a machine's losing, mean paying out, we make another machine win in another shop. Never in the same shop. Now that was an interesting fact. And if we look at Fujitsu, they were all team figures. So surely, in my thought, Fujitsu are to blame. They're still getting contracts, actually. Earlier this month, they got a contract from the Environment Agency for £19 million. They got for this Horizon, which is what the name of the system was, a total of almost £59 million. And yet, there were these people who were suffering who were not getting a penny. Now, something has to be done, of course. And all of a sudden, Mr. Sunak, our Prime Minister, comes out and says, we're going to bring emergency laws in and everybody's going to get some sort of compensation. Oh, thank you, Mr. Sunak. Thank you very much. There's lots of other things you should be doing. But because the public outcry about this is so high, he had to say so. Because what is it about this year that's special? Oh, yes. It's an election year. So, of course, as you know, one thing I really get annoyed when he says it, and he said, he said it several times, is the Tory party, the party of the people. And in the election, this will be used as a tool. How generous they are. Um, the problem is emergency legislation. How long can that take to get through? Well, it's taken... What, six months? For the Miranda Bill, no, it's going to be talked about next next week. They're going to be talking about it. I won't talk much about it, but already there are 30 Tories who said they want changes. One of them actually is Liz Truss, that well-known economist. And I think she's only saying it because she wants to destroy Sunak. And I think she's going to go for the leadership. But by then, the Tories should be out of power. But it still affects the, the way this government, is, the country is being held. So they're asking that. So, Mr. Suit, so when's this bill going to come through? I think you might remember I spoke last time about the promises they made in their manifesto in 2019 and how many things aren't happening like HS2 has gone beyond a joke in the money they put out. They were going to end rough sleeping. I was actually at a meeting today and I asked that question about it. And nobody's really sure what's happening at two... That two billion pounds that they put aside, well, some of it's been used to to help with the uh, the cold treatment, the sweat, as they call it. There's a lot more. 
Um, but I reckon that by election time, uh, they're going to posture and say, we need more time. If you keep us in, this is what we're going to do. I pray I ought to say this. I shouldn't say this. And this is up to your conscience, whoever you vote for, is they don't get in. I won't be voting uh, Conservative. I don't know who I'll vote yet. I'll look at the manifestos, which is what I do. But some people, distinct people, go to Labour. The last in the general election, I voted Green Party because I was disgusted with both major parties. I knew the Green Party were not going to get in. I... I'm calling for a return of the Looney Party. I think they're the only sensible party to vote for nowadays. That's the stories. Not very many. Like, you know, got this. person who needs a reality check about saving for most people. Then we've got what was a major injustice, which has been going on for now 25 years, a quarter of a century. Even though some people have been exonerated, not everybody, because they're saying, oh, you made a mistake. It's not the computer system's fault. Fujitsu should be held held up for it. They're still earning millions of pounds from government contracts. And finally, our Prime Minister, the Saviour. And if you look at his rhetoric, it's always this same tone, same look, same smile. What if he's a robot? There's nothing different. Like Boris, at least you would get, you know, when it's good, you get the happy Boris. When it's bad, we get the lying Boris. Soon that come now, I'm not sure of it. I'm totally confused because I actually want him to be leader when Boris stood down. Now I made a mistake and I don't like making mistakes. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Not a very long one. But if you have any comments on any of these, you can email me at standupspeakoutuk at mail.com. That's the now going to be the regular um, email for the present. And have a nice weekend. Thank you very much. <laughs>